Welcome to Pop Culture Retro, which was recently voted the 15th best podcast by the residents of the Golden Years Retirement Community in Boca Raton, Florida. Each show, we'll revisit some of your favorite pop culture memories with insider and outsider perspectives. Now, please help me welcome your hosts, Ike Eisenman and Jonathan Rosen. Hello and welcome to another edition of Pop Culture Retro. I'm one of your hosts, Jonathan Rosen, along with my co-host, Ike Eisenman. And we have a fun one to, for you today, I think. I, I think you'll find it fun anyway. We have the our top five favorite sitcoms of the 70s. And before we get into it, I'm going to preface it by saying, I don't know how you found this. This was probably much more difficult to me than when we did the top 10 sci-fi movies. Oh, <laughs> this was really 100%. I actually, even though we both agreed, we thought this would be a fun topic to cover. The second I started to look, I said, no, this isn't fair. I mean, I don't think that this can be done. <laughs> so what I like about our little challenges to each other is that we, we have to come up with a list. We've got to put them in order. And I don't even quite know how to defend them because there's, I mean, look, you know, all these, all these things are subjective anyway, but there's nothing more subjective than a, than a, than a, than a comedy. <laughs> so I, well, think, I, I think I think you're hitting it on the head there because this is we did not say what we think were the best. Okay, like you know the most acclaimed sitcoms, just the ones that we found our favorite. And right. I, I want to say before we even get into the list there that I, for me, looking back at these sitcoms, what I enjoyed then as a kid watching did not necessarily make my list now because you know I I had favorites then as a kid, but I don't know that to me they bear re-watching all the time now as an adult. I have different tastes, a different, maybe slightly different sense of humor, perhaps, and uh, or more be a different appreciation. It shows that I didn't appreciate back then. I do appreciate much more now, and I will watch those shows when I didn't necessarily watch them back then. Oh no, I completely agree. That that's that's what's hard about it. I think movies are different because there's there's you know whether they're acclaimed or not, and and again it's subjective, but it's your personal taste. But there are so many movies, you know, going back many decades that still hold up today in ways that movies done today can't possibly touch. And so, but I don't feel I I, I agree with you about sitcoms. Because you know the humor is, of course, very timely. You know, it, it, it's it, it, it's it's always very you know focused on the period of time that you're in. But what I think also, yeah, I mean, what made sitcom consumption so interesting in the '70s was still primarily three major networks, and um, all the shows were, were wrapped around, you know, those, uh, those networks, and I don't know, my family, I, I, I'm, I'm assuming you consumed a lot of television, we consumed a lot of television, so whether or not we actually really even liked a sitcom back in the 70s, we would tend to watch it anyway, because it was what was on, <laughs> and, you know, and the same with some other shows right. it, it, as well, so, yeah, I've got to say my list does not reflect um, uh, critical acclaim necessarily, it, you know, uh, I mean, for sure, if a, if a sitcom was on more than two seasons, it was 
considered a hit and so had a huge following and so therefore was popular therefore a lot of people liked it um you knew it was going to be on for a while um you know some of them i was very grateful for that and others it's like nah you know it's like i i got tired of them but i but one of those is is definitely on my list well i i found it fascinating the ones that i left off my list too because the ones that i left off uh, I'm probably going to get a lot of people comment, what the hell is wrong with you? This is one of the greatest sitcoms of all time. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's no doubt about that. There's no doubt about right. that. I'm going to get the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> so, now, I have to I have to ask before we start. Okay, I went over, I poured over your IMDb list now. Okay. And, and I've kind of like in the past, because there was something that we mentioned, another, and it'll come up in another show, that you did something. Uh, and I think it was this was Black Beauty. We talked about Black Beauty. You did a, a version of Black Beauty, and I did not realize that for this different interview. And so I realized <laughs> I better look through your list. I am sure now. I have to ask: Do will you ever consider or audition for like a sitcom and say because you were on everything? I mean, I, I went through the TVs, the, your TV credits, and you were in everything, everything that was big back in the seventies. Yeah, I, I did audition for, I'm trying to think really, sitcoms were always a unique animal. And and um, I did get one pilot in, in 1979 called Starting Fresh. And I was going to bring it up because it's, you know, within our within our topic here. Um, and it, it starred Lynette Meddy and Kimberly Beck. And it was a newly divorced woman moved into a new apartment building, starting her new life. And I played the son of a, uh, the landlord who was uh, constantly flirting with her. And so it was, you know, it was really kind of a fun idea. Um, but I had to kind of learn how to act on a sitcom because I came, they're, they're weird to me. I'm not a, com you know, I'm not comedic by nature. And it's a very interesting, very over-the-top style of performance that, that had to be initially coaxed out of me. Once it was, I got it. I went, okay, yeah, I get it. Well, I mean, I'm watching everyone around me doing this, and I'm not doing the same thing. It's just kind of silly. Um, and I, I learned how to play for jokes, uh, which uh, was an interesting process. But I didn't audition for a whole lot of them. And... Um, and this is just another insider industry thing about television, especially in the 70s, because I mean, I, I was looking, there were over 120 different sitcoms on in from 1970 to 1979. And that's a oh. lot of shows. <clears throat> oh. So many of the bulk of them were only on for one season and obscure things no one's ever heard of, like including like one by Mel Brooks in 1975. I mean, I don't know if you came across that, but it was a it was a, 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 a satire, you know, a play on uh, the, the Robin Hood tale. Um, I, don't I, even, I, didn't even, I know there was a series of based on Blazing Saddles that didn't last, but I didn't know that about one that I one. I did not know about, but I didn't even really? remember this one being on television. But yeah, it was, it was called, um, I'm looking for it here. Darn it, darn it, darn it. Um, when Things Were Rotten, it was called. That based on the Robin Hood story. Yeah, that does sound familiar, I, actually. And I don't remember it, but but um, you know, even just flashing through the list of shows that you know came and went. But anyway, my point about um, the industry, because there were so many sitcoms there, and and I I believe there still is to this day, whether it's TV shows or sitcoms. There's a a, a, a certain period of time back in the '70s, and it was spring, 
and summer, the beginning of summer, that was called pilot season. And you were on, we were, every actor in town was pretty much right. under lockdown. You can't leave, you don't go out of town because you're auditioning for as many pilots as you can to hopefully pick up, you know, pick up a pilot and therefore eventually pick up a series. Um, starting fresh was the only one that I got, but um, I, um, yeah, in terms of in terms of sitcoms, I just didn't audition for a lot of them. I wasn't the kid, that, you know, that they associated with um, with that kind of programming. I, I I guess so. I'm not sure, but anyway, yeah. Well, you you just mentioned about the acting for a sitcom, that it is. I, I definitely agree with you. It it is broader, kind of the delivery is broader. You have to telegraph it. I think a little more than you would in a regular drama like in drama to me you're acting much you know more naturally I guess but uh is that still the case I mean as opposed to like I know on theater acting you're really telegraphing the line and the camera to me like picks up things a lot easier do you still is it still as broad as you would be on stage like a television sitcom that I that I I don't know I don't think so because like you know the the eighties and nineties kind of usher, ushered in a different style. I mean, I, I kind of, I'm, and I'm going to be a, a little, um, gosh, probably a little harsh here in my criticism of sitcoms <laughs> in the seventies. I didn't like a whole lot of them. Cause I just thought they were dumb. I mean, bottom line, I thought they were dumb. <laughs> I thought, I, I just thought they catered to such a low common denominator. I always found the performances to be clownish you know, and just, and just too silly and goofy, but that was the formula that worked. And I'll, I'll, I'll mention one of the ones that I pretty much loathed and it's not oh, on my list, which is this. three's company. I mean, oh, I just, really? I, 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 yeah, I know. And, and of course people loved it. It was on for a long time, it, but it I, just thought, I just thought, I just thought, Oh God. And you know, John Ritter is such a brilliant actor and consequently, apparently he's great on the show. It's just that I just couldn't stomach it. I just, you know, the, 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 the I just, I just couldn't, I, I, I really did not like it at all. And yet I found myself watching it sometimes just like, like glued to it, you know, like the proverbial train wreck, you know, happening in slow motion with a laugh track you know it was just like i i anyway that's so so i found them clownish and cartoonish so i wasn't necessarily attracted to sitcoms like that per se but they were all that way at a certain level well first of all we're, we're gonna have to edit this out for when i ask suzanne summers to be on the show but uh yeah, it's, it's uh well <laughs> yeah we we certainly will because i actually knew suzanne before she got three's company yeah not very not not well um we we were um my family and her and her husband um and i always forget his name it's my god and they've been married a long time yes they um <laughs> he was a huge commercial actor back in the 70s he had a, he had a big grocery store campaign that um I, I think it was regional it was ralph's and uh so he was he was one of the biggest commercial actors at the time and his girlfriend was this uh hot blonde suzanne summers and <laughs> um my 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 father was 
always, because this was another thing about the business back then, you know, you just had showbiz parties where you invited, you know, producers, actors, like anybody in the agents, anybody in the industry that you could get over to your house for free food and free drink just to network and, and socialize. And so she, uh, she and Alan is his first name. I just can't remember his last name. Um, she and Alan came over for a number of our, our parties. And then all of a sudden they, wow, she gets, she gets the show and then never comes back to another one of our parties because she came hugely famous overnight. I mean, I, I don't know what she was. Yeah. I don't know what she was doing as an actress at the time, but um, that was a great, great get for her. Cause she was perfect for the show. I mean, just absolutely perfect. Um, so there, you know, it, it, I, again, it's subjective and it's, it's a taste thing. I just, I just, I just, well, you also, <laughs> had Norman Shell and Don Knotts breaking the fourth wall, staring into the camera after a joke. Yeah, <laughs> so... <laughs> yeah absolutely, absolutely. Oh my gosh! But what I was the starting to say silence. earlier, I, yeah. I think like yeah. once we got into the '80s and '90s, there there was a different style of comedy coming around that was still, you know, it, it's it's still over the top, but it had I just it just had a different tone to it, um, and. I, it's not fair to say that some of those series are, are more embedded <laughs> classics in our, you know, in our history than, than, than from the seventies. But anyway, ones I liked better. It, I, I think it did, but I also, and I'll say what got on my nerve. And I, I love, there were a lot of sitcoms I did love in the eighties. And we'll do that when we get to an 80s sitcom edition of the show. But what I did not like in the, in the eighties, as opposed to the seventies sitcoms. And I loved a lot of the eighties sitcoms. There were a lot of times when they forgot that they were sitcoms, that they said, this week we have a very special episode and I could take, you know, and it turned into a drama like, well, and I know that's what happens in life, but I don't want to see that. I, when I want my sitcoms, I want funny. I could think of different strokes, family ties. They all had these very special episodes that, you know, drama or something serious going on. And that's not what I'm turning into a sitcom for. Yeah, I, I I completely agree with you. Um, that 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 always kind of turned me off as as well. And I'm I'm you know I'm I'm a dying died died in the wool entertainment consumer. I want to be entertained. I don't want to be taught a lesson. I don't want my my horizons expanded. You know by uh, you know a TV show or even a movie that I love, unless I know up front that's what it's about, and then I can just avoid it completely. Um, <laughs> yes. You know, I think we get enough reality and information and so many parts of our lives, even back in the 70s, that it wasn't necessary. <laughs> but, you know, the creators and they, they feel compelled to do these things and, you know, they, they want to say something and I don't begrudge them the right to do that. Um, but I just, yeah, I'm with you. It, 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 it wasn't... <laughs> the, the, my less than least less than favorite show episodes <laughs> but yeah. actually family well, ties we, we, and i and i and i forgot yeah. to include that in the list of of sitcoms because i did audition for that and i actually got very did far you? along in the in the process and well, um and i yeah i i i don't remember actually seeing michael j fox at the auditions but i actually did um as best as i recall I went, I did go to network for that. Um, when I hear Michael tell the story, I don't think he, you know, he, either my memory's flawed or his is, because I think he's named, he named the, the couple actors that ended up going to network for the show. And when I say going to network, that's the last step of the process when you, when you're working on a pilot 
for uh, auditioning or can, being considered for a pilot of any series. Um, you go to the audition, then you get callbacks, then you read for the producers. And then if they still like you and they have their list of two or three or four performers, they then you do what's called going to the network, which, which is an audition for the network executives. Then okay. collectively, they end up deciding who's going to be on the show and not based upon what they think is going to give it its best chance of success. And I, I always like to say, I don't think the show would have succeeded if I ended up playing that part because I could not have ever <laughs> give, done it justice like Michael J. Fox did. I'm a big fan of his. I think he's brilliant on that show. My take was completely different. I can't even remember how I played uh, how I played the character, but I did get very far along in, in that process and, um, you know, was, was quite excited about it. But then when I found out who ended up getting the part, I was like, you know what, this was the right guy. <laughs> and I, I had no zero, wow. zero hard feelings about it. Um, but yeah, that was another one. I, it just, I can't believe it slipped my mind, but I didn't have it, uh, down in my notes here, but yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm sure I learned something new. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's great. Um, now, oh, by the way, the, the Blazing Saddles sitcom was Black Bart. It was, uh, oh, I don't know how many episodes. Oh, that sounds familiar to me, too. But, yeah. But it did not last long. I guess that, I guess you cannot tone the, the humor <laughs> of Blazing Saddles down enough for TV. That, that's it. what I was going to say. It's like tr trying to soften that enough for a family audience is, is, is. Right. <laughs> well, all right. So let's, let's get into our top five. Uh, as always, I will defer. I will let you know, start with you. Uh, oh, okay. Well, not as always. Five. We only did it once before, but yeah, I'll that's start true. with my that's number. True. My number five is happy days. Um, and I, I, again, I don't, I, I it's hard for me to place these because each one of these shows appealed to me in a different way. Uh, but I was a very regular uh, Happy Days watcher until the series moved along and started to get into the silly stuff. And, <laughs> and, it, and you know, it, it cracks me up to this day that, that the term jumping the shark um, comes <laughs> from, yeah, comes yes. from that Happy Days episode. It was just, it just got, it, it got buffoonish um mm -hmm. at a certain point but it just i don't know it just had a thing about it that i you know I, I i definitely definitely enjoyed and um you know i will admit i pretty much watched the show for henry winkler you know just to get a chance to see him uh perform that character so um and actually a little anecdote i i, I think he's told this story before but he he actually got that part um, because of his approach to the character in the audition process and they each actor they were having audition for the Fonz they asked the actor to pretend they were combing their hair in a mirror and so apparently every actor did some you know super cool whatever trying to think trying to capture the character and he they ended up using it in the you know in, in the show what he did on his audition which is go to comb his hair and just go hey you know it's perfect I don't got to do anything <laughs> and I thought I thought, man, that's just, see, that's that kind of insight into, you know, do, approaching something differently that really establishes the power of an actor embodying a character. And I just, I've always loved that story. And, and I think one of the things, also, also things about the show and Henry Winkler was, it was so interesting to learn about him and his, what is his personality, his real personality is so soft and, and adorable <laughs> and, and, and almost meek in a way. And, 
very funny and definitely not the Fonz. And I thought, wow, this is, man, even for me being in the business, I love finding this out about somebody like him. So it's great. That's, you know what? That's, Happy Days is one of the shows that I was debating that I had a hard time cutting from my five. And I'm the same <laughs> as you. I love those early seasons. And this is going to be a common theme throughout all my lists. I love those early seasons and did not much appreciate it more toward the end. It's exactly like you said, it got clownish a little bit toward the end. And, and that's not what I, I loved. And I, I know the story. And I think also, you know, uh, Henry Winkler did The Lords of Flatbush right before then. Yeah. Uh, Happy Days. So it was like kind of the same type of uh, character. But it was really such a funny first few seasons of that show. And oh. uh, I agree with you. Um, anyway, I'll go to my number five. And and I, I was, I'm all upset because I do have a shirt from this show. And I, I did, could not find it before we started <laughs> filming today. And this was one, I left off so many things. And I'm going to also say that people can make fun all they want. One of the ones that I, I did not put on the list that I had a hard time Debating whether or not to include his number, my number five was the Partridge Family, but we'll get to that another time because I did love that show. Oh, oh, oh! I did, I did too, I did too, and I was like, Partridge Family, eh, does it make it? Does it not make it? And I, and and yeah, no, I mean, I, I, yeah, we could talk about that at another time as yeah, well. we'll but I, love, I, I love, I love the Partridge Family. Me too, and I and I love those songs, but I, and I thought Danny Bonaducci was brilliant as a kid. You know what a brilliant comic actor as a kid. <laughs> he was just so natural. But my number five, is, yeah, is WKRP in Cincinnati. Oh, I, yeah. I, I love that show. I found it. I found it funny. That was one of the few sitcoms to me that maintained everything all the way through. Throughout, I don't know how many seasons it ran. But it was just as funny at the end as it was at the beginning. And every Thanksgiving, I post that Thanksgiving episode clip where the, uh, you know, it was God is my witness. I thought turkeys could fly. Brilliant piece. I, I, I thought just such a great show that everyone in the cast was was great. Every, you know, everyone was funny. Everyone was funny in that show. And Les Nesman cracks me up every single time. And uh, I think when I when I was working somewhere for one day, like to to, to other people who knew their things, I did use the tape uh, as my you know my walls. This is where walls should be, you know, on the floor, like Les Nesman <laughs> did in the show. So great, great show. I enjoy. I I really like that show too, and I think I discovered it more in syndication later, because that's another thing that's um, Mars not like Mar. How do, I, how do I want to say this? Mars my addition to this list because some of these shows I uh, picked up in syndication. I think WKRP was one of them. I don't think I watched it as much in its first runs. And, um, um, but boy, yeah, that really was a funny show. I liked it a lot, a, a whole lot. And, you know, this is going to be, a, again, a common theme. You know, it's we say sitcom all the time, but I like to sort of define that. Everyone pretty much knows it means situation comedy. But for those people who don't necessarily know that, it is, it is, you know, the entire concept, the structure is there's a situation that these different characters in and all the storylines come out of that situation or the episodes are situational. And, you know, it, it, it just sometimes, and I, I, I kind of wish I, I made a little list of ones that just, made 
no sense. And, and like even starting fresh, my, my pilot, um, the situation was just not that funny overall. You know, we all tried to make it as funny as possible, but, you know, there's the writing aspect, but there's the performance aspect. And going to your point about um, that character, you know, these incredible performers are the ones really carrying the ball. The writing is important, but man, if you don't have, if you don't have those, that dynamite personality that, uh, that can fill, you know, can fill the shoes of the written word, then, then you don't have anything. And I think I, that's what I, I, I loved all the dynamics of the characters on that show. Did you, for starting fresh, did you just film a pilot? You shot several episodes. Just a pilot. No, it, it didn't sell. It didn't go. Yeah, it didn't okay. go. That's why. Yeah, that's why it was just the pilot. It didn't get picked up for any uh, for any episodes at all. Yeah. Well, I, I, my list is what also exactly what you said. I don't know how many of these I actually watched at the time. There were a couple that I know because my parents watched that I probably sat in and watched with them. But most of these I I probably found later on in you know syndication that I discovered it, that I was not as into as a kid that later on, I appreciated it so much more. So yeah, I think, I think almost all of them, like, you know, they were not my favorites then. I think back then, Happy Days, Laverne and Shirley, which, you know, spoiler I'm giving now was, did not make my list, but I did watch then. But yeah. later on, I found appreciation for a few others. Yeah, no, I, I, I get what you mean. And I think this is even reflects back to our 70s, uh, sci-fi movies because I saw so many of them in the theater and you know it's it's it is a completely different very <clears throat> the nostalgia for me watching some of these shows in syndication that I saw that were on that were on originally is reliving that <clears throat> that time you know that that particular yeah. uh, time in my life it pulls me back you know just like music Agreed. does for for so many people it just pulls me right back and and, you know, I, I, I think there was a, you know, the seventies <clears throat> was a real romantic period for, for, uh, for situation comedies going back to the very beginning of the decade. Cause there was a crossover from the sixties and it kind of a shift in tone, I think in, in sitcoms um, when the seventies hit, cause I mean, the entire world changed, you know, in two or three years, very dramatically from the late sixties, sixties to the early seventies. Mm. And, and, um, and that seemed to, I, I, you know, you could feel it very much in everything in terms of film and, and television, but I think sitcoms, um, sitcoms especially. So anyway, yeah. Okay, so let, I guess let's get to number four. All right, number four, um, Taxi. Oh, great one. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 just, I, I just thought it was a brilliant show. And, you know, just you've got, I mean, Danny DeVito, how can you possibly go wrong, you know, playing the grumpy mean old curmudgeon character uh, he 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 was just phenomenal and i didn't do any research on awards that some of these shows won or not um in any oh, way because I. I thought that's you know that's it's kind of gilding the lily when you're just you know thinking about the memory of the shows because it kind of really doesn't matter in a, in, a, in a way you know things like that help shows boost their ratings and popularity at the time but i think over time it's not quite as important but um, but yeah, I mean, it, just great characters. I, I just, you know, again, you know, the situation of a taxi, you know, a, 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 what do you call it? A taxi garage is just like, 
I mean, the self-contained world that you have to come up with to have all these characters go in and bounce off of each other is, is, you know, one of the biggest challenges. And that was just, it was just perfect. And um, Taxi is a show that I not only watched it when it first ran, but I continued to watch it in syndication and, and for many, uh, many years after that, <clears throat> some of these, uh, yeah, a, 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 a few of these for me, they made my list because they carried that kind of kind of weight for me. It wasn't just, I think Happy Days was the show that I pretty much watched first run, maybe a little bit in syndication. And then, it, then I kind of outgrew it in a way, if you will. I know my taste kind of shifted, but Taxi is one that I carried on for, you know, for quite a long time. And, and I would even revisit it today if it was running somewhere. I haven't, I haven't searched for it to record the shows or not, but you know, it'd be interesting to see how I feel about it watching it today um, versus even back then. You know, I, I that's that was another show that I, I struggled with putting in my top five. And I'm I'm impressed so far that we we don't have the same ones on the, on our list so far. But I uh, yeah, I know. I all of a sudden I thought, yeah, maybe we don't have any of the same ones, which would make perfect sense to me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sure we do. I'm sure we do it coming down, but ta taxi was one I struggled with excluding from my top five. And you just mentioned the cast. It's one of those few shows that I, I'm trying to think now, but I think every single cast person in that cast went on to good careers. And that's not always the case in oh, sitcoms. Oh, you're right. Yeah, you're right. I'm I mean, going down the you're list. You're absolutely right. Everyone. You yeah, know, you're, I Christopher mean, Lloyd, Judd Hirsch, Mary Lou Henner. I mean, every Danny DeVito, like you said, every single one. Yeah, it, that is a really good point. And I didn't even look at it from that uh, from that perspective. I mean, yeah, I mean, good God, yeah, Christopher Lloyd was so incredibly funny. And, um, and, and I had a I had a I had an interesting I've never worked with Christopher Lloyd, but I did meet him um, and had a Chris, total like, and I forgot his character's name on the show. But I had a total moment um, Reverend Jim, with him right? yeah 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 Reverend Jim yes thank you yeah. I had a total moment like that with him I was I was helping some friends of mine corral some celebrities for a big um, charity event and Christopher Lloyd had flown in and they needed someone to just like be there for him that you know was comfortable with them because everyone was so starstruck so wow. I said <laughs> I said yeah I'll be happy to do it because I'll talk to anybody I'm, I'm easy with everybody so um, we picked him up at the airport in our car and, and, um, uh, my friend was waiting to help him get his luggage out and get it into the car. And he, he's standing there and I'm standing next to him. And, and he just said, ah, well, I want to have a smoke. And I said, well, well, let's go outside. You can have a cigarette. He said, as a matter of fact, I'd love to join you in one. It was back when I kind of smoked occasionally. And I said, I'd love to join, join you in one. And he looked at me sideways and said, really? You know, I roll my own, you know. <laughs> and I thought, okay, whoa, does that mean we're going to go outside and potentially break the law? I thought it was a euphemism for something. And we went outside, but no, he stood there and literally, and I said, pulled out of the tobacco pouch and the papers and rolled his own cigarette. He didn't even have commercial, commercial made cigarettes. And I said, I think that's a bit too heavy for me. I'll leave that up to you, but I'll hang out with you anyway. So it was just, I can't imitate him because it's it would be terrible to even try, but it was just this total Reverend Jim moment that just cracked that's me great. up. Yeah, so it's so much of that. 
was completely organic to his personality. And I, I love, I love him to death. I mean, I really do always have, and of course everything else he's done, but yeah. Yeah, for sure. That is great. Um, yeah. So forget you know, Tony Danza and Carol Kane on that show too. That's, you know, Jeff Conaway, all, every single one. Uh, I think the, my number four is, I think the same thing. Pretty much everyone went on to other things. I, I have number four, the Mary Tyler Moore show. And another one, I just, love it i i watch it you know when i see it now i i watch you know this indication now i did watch with my parents then i get more of the jokes now <laughs> and it's uh i you know she was fantastic there was so many a few spin-offs from that show as well everything in there and i ted knight was great in that show as well so i just i love the mary tyler moore show i'm trying to get my kids to watch it now to see if they like it <laughs> but uh i i adored that show Oh, I'm with you. I, um, I, I think I, not to give it to go ahead and give it away. Uh, you know that was that is my number one pick because I oh. I'm so incredibly fond of that show. I I loved it. Watched it growing up in its first run. Another show that I followed into syndication. Um, I mean, everyone in it was a fantastic. And yes, it did it did spawn some. Uh, some spinoffs um, and actually extrapolating out from there, you know, Rhoda, Rhoda ended up getting her own show and um, on her show, Rhoda, her husband was played by an actor by the name of David Groh. And I think that was on for two seasons from 75 to 77. And then David Groh kind of became hot and got his own show after that show ended called another day <laughs> in which my younger brother Al got a regular part in it and it only lasted for four Whoa. episodes, unfortunately. But yeah, so he had more success. My brother had more success in the sitcom world than, than I did. Um, <laughs> Cause I don't even remember if they actually just did a pilot. I, they might've done four, just gone ahead and done four test shows because that's another, I, I want to get back to Mary Tyler Moore, but that's another aspect of, of the sitcom world and even the series world. Cause the same thing happened to me with, um, fantastic journey sometimes shows start and they're failing so miserably in the ratings that they end up saying we're not going to show all the shows so then they bring in another show that's already produced as a they call it a mid-season replacement right. um which gets almost no promotion it hardly has you know has an opportunity to to find its own audience and usually if those shows succeed it's because they're really exceptional shows and should have been at the head of the list to begin with but i don't remember if another day was a mid-season replacement or not but they only did four episodes and then it didn't go on from there. But um, um, yeah, I mean, I, I just, the Mary Tyler Moore show is just, I, and I don't know, I haven't watched it in a long time. I, 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 you know, having just looked up the shows for record, you know, for us recording this show, it made me think, you know, I really do want to find it and give it another test run because it's just, it was just such a really great show. Now that that I'm glad you, I'm, I love that I get all this insider scoop from you because is that why David Groh left the show? Because I always wondered why I looking back as a kid, I did not know why he left the show. It just seemed odd that all of a sudden Rhoda's husband's not there. You know? Yeah, I, so, I don't know if that was why. I don't know. I, I don't know what all the reasons were. Um, but he was it, it, I can't really answer that question effectively because I didn't look that deep into it. I, my, my thinking back was, yeah, I know he left Rhoda, but I don't know 
I, I really don't know. I don't know why that happened. I don't know. But, even, but yeah, but Rhoda didn't even last. I mean, because another day right. didn't start till after Rhoda was was uh, was off the was off the air. So because I know and I love Valerie Harper, but I know that she had you know in her '80s sitcom, the same thing happened that you know it was her sitcom, and there was like not getting along, and they wrote her out of her own sitcom, you know, from Valerie to the Harpers or something. So yeah. uh, it just seemed again that this is the history repeating. But uh, yeah, I, I'm very kidding. I'm going to have to look it up for another time. <laughs> but okay, our, our number three. All right, my number three. Um, I have a feeling it's. I'm just going to guess right now. It's your number one, just because of the background. Is Mash? It's not my number one, but it's there. <laughs> I thought I knew you so well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah mash had uh, mash had to be on the list it had to be on it had to be on the list for just too too many reasons um i will say mash is a show that i watched in the first run um i think i got i think because it was on for a really long time and um one of the longer running sitcoms of the 70s i, I think i got mash fatigue after a certain point or i just kind of grew up and out of it um, cause I think about all these shows, the seventies, I mean, this was, this was my child, my childhood through high school. I graduated high right. school in 1980. So the seventies was like my entire, practically my entire school life. And, you know, by the time I, the late seventies happened, I was already not, you know, kind of watching these shows anymore, kind of was watching the shows and mash was one that, that I think I just got fatigued with, but I picked it up again for a while um in syndication and um and it it, it just it, it it you know in my humble opinion it managed to do something that none of these other shows was able to do and it was able to cross over from that just absurd hilarious comedy into incredibly touching emotional um gut you know heart-wrenching um, storylines and, and, and episodes and, and moments. And you just don't see a show. You don't see many shows do that from, you know, from one extreme to the other so effectively, and it doesn't lose you, you know, in, in the process. I, I'm, I'm going to save commenting for, for the most part for imagine when I, when I get to it on my list, but uh I, I do agree with you. And like, you, you know, you see the background. I love the show. So I'm gonna, <laughs> I'll comment when, when I get to, when I get to it on my list on what my, some of my thoughts were. But, fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. For my, my number three. And it's again, another show that I probably caught my, I know my parents watched it and I probably caught it and I watched with them a couple of them, but I loved it more in syndication later on when I was already, you know, in teens, as opposed to a kid was was Barney Miller. I I everything that show another great cast, everyone in that cast cracked me up and they went through several changes in cast through the years and each replacement that was brought in also was very funny. It's they they didn't miss a beat. It just you know continued on to the next to the next character. And uh, you know great things that, you know showing all the funny the funny things that could happen in a police station. I, you know, it, I loved Hal Linden, uh, Abe Vigoda, you know, um, just everyone in that cast made me laugh. Oh, I, I, it, Barney Miller did not make my list, but it was, it was like right 
right underneath it because I I truly love that show and I think I watched it more in syndication as well than I did in in its first its first run but it just yeah I mean it was it, it was it was I don't know if sardonic is the right word it was just so darn sardonic in its humor and just in like underplayed characters I think that's what I liked about it there were so many underplayed characters like Abe Vigoda he's very you know it's very understated and flat and that made it so much funnier I mean he was just brilliant he was absolutely brilliant and I think that's what I I, I like the style of that show um as well and you know I'm thinking about some of these I think Barney Miller's probably the only other than MASH the the only one on the list that had a laugh track I mean a lot of sitcoms had laugh tracks um, but most of them were done in front of a live audience so they already had you know you know pre like an actual audience reacting to the show but some of these and I and and I remember having it pull me out sometimes with some shows where it's just you know it's set up set up punchline boom this total you know they called it canned laughter because it literally sounded like it came out of a can it sounded that way I just I always I couldn't stand I was a picky kid when it came to the quality of things and I thought why can't why can't they make these fake laugh tracks actually really sound like there's an audience there. I mean, the technicians had the capability. It wasn't like it was anything special, but it just never did. But I think what I liked about Barney Miller's laugh track was it didn't pull me out. It just sounded, it, it almost was like another character in the show. And I, and I, that's just a bizarre technical thing that, that, that made me, made me appreciate it. But I really, really like that show. And I think it would probably very much hold up today in a lot of ways. Paul, you know, great cast. Um, all right, let's, let's go on to number two. All right. My number two is the Jeffersons. I, I just I, thought I was a fan of that show. I mean, a huge fan of that show. And, and I, you know, I, I, I liked All in the Family like everyone when it first came on. All in the Family was groundbreaking and and so incredibly uncomfortable at times that um, <laughs> oh, I have a little ant crawling on my uh, on my desk here. Can't have that. Bye bye. Sorry, <laughs> sorry to send you into the cornfield, but you're gone now. Anyhow, <laughs> um, I as much as I loved All in the Family, it didn't last with me. But for the the Jeffersons, oh my gosh, it just I, I just Sherman Hemsley was just just brilliant and 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 I I mean they you know they all were and you know is as as it borderline on the clownish stuff that I that 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 I commented about before but not so much so that it made me you know just not enjoy it and I and 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 I thought they dealt with some you know incredible you know incredible storylines and just all kinds of things and and I I yeah, just just near and dear to my heart. You know what's funny is, and here's one of the things: I, Jefferson's was another one that's outside my top five. I love the show, and since I I know you're number one, and you just mentioned All in the Family, it's funny. All in the Family's not on my list either, and to many, that is the sitcom of the '70s. That's that's the one that they look at as like the the highest acclaimed one in the '70s. It changed television, and I don't know the same thing that you just said. I don't know. 
I can go back and watch some of the episodes. I mean, I, I like them. I, I will laugh saying them, but it, it's not one of them that I will regularly sit down and enjoy watching now. And I don't know why. So Yeah, I don't know. I, you know, for for me either, I, I think. I think I sort of had a love-hate relationship when it was originally on because I mean, really, I look smarter people and more knowledgeable people and I have commented about its 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 importance in TV history. But I think it was really the first comedy where you kind of didn't like anyone on the show except for one character. You know, they were all kind of they were annoying, they were you know overbearing and they did a lot of fighting and we was just so much fighting with each other, which was very reflective of a lot of households in America. I think that's why people, people liked it, but for, to, to have a completely, you know, bigoted main character that somehow was adorable to enough people in Archie, um, you know, that's a, a monumental, um, I think leap in just, in television entertainment in in america and i think that's why it was so hugely successful i think that's why so many people look at it as like the sitcom of the 70s because it was so groundbreaking on so many on you know on so many fronts and and so i it didn't make my list because it just didn't i i i you know been trying to qualify what my list is about it's about not only about the nostalgia nostalgic value of these shows to me but also whether or not i carried on with them in the future right. and and just sitting back saying you know whether or not oh, i'd like to see that again you know there's there's three three titles on 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 my list that 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 meet that criteria for me out out of the five um but uh but yeah for for some reason it just it it it, it didn't last with me it had its initial impact, um, you know, on my, you know, on on my entertainment landscape, but it didn't last for for me either. So, but Sue, so, uh, here we are talk, that, talking about it. <laughs> right, that's that's the show that, I mean, talking about spawning, uh, you know, spinoffs. That's the show. <laughs> that yeah, had all these oh, other shows come out of it. Yeah, most definitely, and of course, you know, now that I mentioned the Jeffersons, that's uh, you know the biggest one. Um, right. I don't even know how long the Jeffersons ran. It, I, I don't even know how long All in the Family ran. Um, they might have been kind of neck and neck, or the Jeffersons maybe even perhaps ran a little bit, a uh, little bit longer. But, uh, but yeah, like I said, it's Jeffersons is just dear. It's it just I just I don't know. I just I felt <laughs> like I had this I don't know connection to it in a way, you know, because um, you know all the characters reflect something about about you know the way we all think and behave or want to behave and all of that so yeah anyway so that is my sherman my hemsley was great i agree all right i already told you my number two my my number two then is mash and now i'm going to say i go into quantifying it all right the things that you said that you loved are the that i don't love with mash <laughs> later on i to this day I will watch, and I have watched, the first three seasons again and again and again. I thought the first three seasons, yes, like slapsticky sometimes. Uh, I just find it very funny. All the characters find very funny. The situation's very funny. 
Um, then after the third season, you know, when you had uh, Wayne Rogers leave, uh, you know, what's his name? Um, <laughs> who played who played Henry Blake? Um, oh, I, I, I know. I was just looking at the cast list and his, his, his name was right in the front of my mind, but I can't spit it out right now. <laughs> right. When 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 he left the show. Uh, oh, what's it, McNeil? Is it McNeil something? <laughs> McLean Stevenson. That's it. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. McLean Stevenson. Yes. yes. So, so when he left the show after the third season, they both left. The show changed for me. The show, there were still funny moments, but I it did get more serious. And I also found it got very, to me at least, this is opinion, of course, very preachy, very, yeah. you know, this is how you should think on things. And it doesn't matter whether or not I agree with what they're saying. To me, I don't like when shows get preachy. <laughs> and, you know, not, not, not my sitcoms, I'll say that. <laughs> and it, it just, the whole tone changed. Everything that I had loved about the show changed. And this is taking nothing away from the act, taking nothing away from Mike Farrell, taking nothing away from David Ogden Stiers or, Steve, I, you know, because they were, and again, uh, you know, Henry Morgan, all great in the roles that they did, all great actors. I just did not like the tone of the show as much as the first three seasons. And even now, when I go rewatch the show, and I have many times, I will watch those first three seasons and then stop. I won't go into four through seasons four through eleven, and what it's just not the same for me. Any you know those shows, and I, I'm in several mash groups on Facebook, and there's there are always all these debates. Which one did you like more? And I see them always arguing uh, back and <laughs> forth. But I'm in I'm in I'm in the prior camp. I think the first three shows, the first three seasons. I mean, stand up with any sitcom from the time as being funny, and then there was the more serious preachy which i can appreciate but it just wasn't for me no i mean look i totally get what you're saying and i can i actually i completely agree with you um i i think watching it when i was younger yes preachy preachy is a good word um it, it for, i think i just it might have been my my age where i didn't take it on so much as as preachy or I didn't necessarily um, you know consider any any of the lessons or, or point of views that they were trying to get across I just my sense memory of it was simply was simply that shift and and I don't know because I like I said I didn't follow the show very much into syndication and I've certainly I've never revisited it I've never gone back and even watched the the first three seasons at all um not that I'm a against it or, yeah i just i just did i just haven't done it it's just not one of those shows where i said oh you know let's let me need to check that out again but um i i was in in, in partially referring to because fill me in for a second in the first three seasons i mean my gosh it's a it's a surgical mobile you know mobile army surgical hospital they still had episode you know there was they were still going into the operating room and still dealing with dying right. patients um that's mostly what i was talking about i wasn't probably talking about the the later shows as much as i was about those first um just the way the the, the way the comedy was structured with poignant moments i mean they lost patience yes, they yes. had to deal with it it was like you know then you got to come out of that and get back into laughs i mean that takes some very deft um screenwriting 
capabilities and performance capabilities to, to make that work. And, and I looked up just because I, I was, I was reading about some, I was refreshing my memory about MASH and um, actually on, on Wikipedia, there's a section where they talk about the laugh track very specifically because it had a laugh track, but the producers or the creators of the show were adamant that there's no way we're going to put jokes or laugh tracks in the operating room. Every time they go in, that just goes, goes away, which seems obvious, but I mean, to even have to have that kind of discussion with the network or with your, you know, your executive producers is just kind of, kind of odd in a way, but I think that's more what I was referring to. Maybe not so much the, the later shows, because I did still like the characters. I mean, I like David Ogden Steers. I just I thought he was absolutely deliciously obnoxious. Um, <laughs> and, you know, I, I like it when any, any actor or character can, can do that well. But <laughs> I, I think I was you know, just kind of referring to the, to the, to just to the, the, sh the take the show had because it is it's funny and I, I remember I remember reading about this there, there was some because in the 70s television was you know still everything the media does whether it's movies or tv ends up getting you know criticized examined looked at and I, I guess there was a, a a real um deluge of of dramas and police dramas that were quote-unquote bloody tv shows and <clears throat> i don't know some organization made a list of the least of from the bloodiest to the least bloodiest shows i don't remember how many of these shows were on the list but everyone was trying to guess what number one was going to be of, as the least bloody show on television and it turned out it was mash which was so ironic because it's, you know, it's about surgeons and gunshot <laughs> victims, war victims, and that it's the least bloody show on television. I thought, well, what wow, an interesting distinction <laughs> of all of its, of all of its distinctions. That's, that's the, that's the funniest one to me. <laughs> that is funny. I didn't see, I, I, I missed, I did miss when Wayne Rogers left and that's the other one. I, I mean, I did, like I said, I love the show and I will go back and revisit it. I'll, I have seen the first three seasons countless times, but uh, I don't know. They don't, and Loretta Swift, I read recently in an interview, she loves the later seasons because her character changed. It seems to me like there was a conscious decision, you know, we're going to reimagine the show right now. And, and I, by the way, I did reach out to Loretta Swift, so I'm hoping that one day she will come on. So, we're, my, oh, that would be lovely. We'll have, yeah, uh, we'll have that'd to be edit lovely. Out. <laughs> but but that's it okay so here we go so uh, now a little bit of a drum roll but i already know the number one since you said it but let me hear now all about your number one <laughs> so. okay my number one mary tyler moore yes i've already mentioned that because we were talking about it before but um probably just to i mean repeat myself I grew up watching that show and just i mean my, my family always sat down to these shows. Um, you know, we, we, you know, we watched them together by and large, but gosh, I, I looked so forward to seeing it every, every week. And, um, and it, it just, yeah. So it's very nostalgic for me. And again, it's a show I ended up watching in, in syndication again. And, um, and yeah, I would, I would revisit it. You say, I say revisit it. Um, revisiting usually means watching it in syndication. 
because actually, <laughs> I'm going to digress for a moment. I ended up, I ended up when I got older, um, stop, I stopped watching hit sitcoms in their first run because I, I, I started to, inv I, I called it my entertainment investment in the future. I hated having to wait a whole week to see another episode. So I waited until the hit shows <laughs> were on for five or six years. I knew they were going to be long running. I knew they were going to go into syndication. And so when they went into syndication and they were on every single night, I was uh, like Seinfeld was one of those. I never, I never watched a sing almost really? maybe one or two episodes of Seinfeld. That was it. And I waited until it went into syndication and then I got to watch it all the time. And it, it and so my first run experience with some of those later shows was when I, I, you know, I, I, I could watch them every single day. I was, I was a very early binge watch um, um, participant because um, that was kind of a way to binge watch them. And I couldn't use, you know, DVRs didn't quite exist yet, or TiVo was maybe first starting to kind of creep its way into the, into, into the world, which then turned into the opportunity to record everything and then binge watch it all at the same time if you wanted to. So that was my early version of binge watching. And I got, it, it was, a, it was essentially for me was first run. So anyway, but Mary Tyler Moore, I, I didn't, um, I followed in syndication um, quite a number of times and it's just, yeah, it's just a, it's, it's a precious show, like a, another one near and dear to my heart and obviously wildly successful and, and groundbreaking in its own um, you know, in many of its own, own ways. It's first of all, I, I still, I, I will watch it occasionally. Now I, I should go back and watch them again, but, uh, and Seinfeld, by the way, is, is probably in my top five of all time. <laughs> but, oh, I did I, watch. Every, well, who's, who's isn't, I mean, it, it for <laughs> sure. No, for sure. But it, it's so weird to me that, you know, that with Mary Tyler Moore, the, the Lou Grant show came out of that and it was such a different, the same character, such a different tone. <laughs> show it's, yeah it's amazing yeah how they did that uh you know it's it's so odd to me thinking about that same character that, that totally the one that you you know funny is all of a sudden like a very serious news news newsman i mean whatever so uh but i did love that show and I, I like i said i do would like my kids to see it hopefully they will one day and listen to yeah. me but I, I, I'm not getting, uh, you know, holding my breath for that. Uh, my number one, and I'm. This goes to show how many great sitcoms in the '70s there were. You and I only had two of the same shows. On wow! Our lists. Wow! That, that's amazing. I, I thought we'd have like so many uh, the same ones. Uh, my number one, and again, personal opinion. When I loved then, when I, and I probably didn't, I was probably too young. I was looking at the, I, not probably, I was too young when it first came out. So it's only from syndication, but it's one that I will go watch now. And I, and I did uh, probably like last month, I started going through many episodes uh, is The Odd Couple. The Odd Couple is still my favorite show. And it brings, it brings me right back to my childhood. Uh, I still love the humor now. I love the Jack Klugman, Tony Randall great cast i mean they were they were perfect they were great uh so such great timing the two of them together uh the interplay but 
and maybe it does bring me right back. I remember I sitting there uh, on my grand, I, you know, for a little bit of time after we moved from we moved from another country back to New York, and uh, so I had to stay with my grandmother until my parents came back, and it was on syndication. So I remember just sitting on my grandmother's floor watching again in in 81 so i was watching all these odd couple episodes in wpix in new york you know <laughs> that, uh watching all those episodes you know they were on like you know probably there was like probably like a one hour two hour block so i watched four episodes a day you know day after day watching and that's when i probably got back into it so it does bring me right back to childhood not that the shows weren't great, but I think that does have something to do with it being number one on my list. Just that sense of nostalgia bringing me back right to that spot, you know, in my grandmother's house. Well, I almost want to say it should have been on my list because I have I'm looking down at it right right here, and I have two titles just below the the the, the top five, and the Odd Couples is the first one, so it just barely didn't make the list. That's a huge show for me too. I mean, it ranks up there with Mary Tyler Moore in a lot of ways, but for some reason, I just didn't put it in that top five. And 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 on you know, in addition to that, I'm just because that's what we're talking about is the Bob Newhart show. I loved that show. That's another one. Yep. But but another it just one. it's like I think if we had done a top ten, which would have driven everyone crazy because it's just too much <laughs> to go over, um, we would have all of these. We would have probably had at least you know half of, choice, of them, right? you yes. know on on right. on this on the same list but narrowing it down to five which i think is you know a lot of fun um was is probably like squeeze some of these out and and you know just like like we said before talking about the 70s um those shows that either you had a relationship with or do or nostalgic for us or versus you know how much we just enjoyed watching them initially and then perhaps didn't carry them on into the future was a, a, a way was how I was trying to kind of determine where they fell in here but the odd couple is a show I can watch anytime anywhere that's definitely mm -hmm. probably the number and that's so funny because I don't have it on, on the list especially at number one but probably the number one show that I could easily revisit and not and not you know not 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 feel like I'm um, out of out of step with it it was absolutely hilarious yeah yeah no I, you said bob newhart bob newhart i see on my list too right right outside i have all the ones that you, pretty much all the ones that you mentioned are right outside my top five so on my list i see but that's like we said that there was just so many great classic sitcoms in the 70s people that that are revered and that people look back so fondly on and uh and i i could probably pick any one of them watch an episode and still laugh now to any single one of them. Well, God. Well, this this was this was great. I, I enjoyed this. Uh, I, like I said, this was this was a tough one to be. We're gonna have to do this for the other decades at some point. But this was this was a lot of fun. Yeah, I was almost angry about it at the beginning. I love the idea, and then I sat down and went, I can't, I don't, I can't do this. I don't, I can't, can't do this. So what am I gonna, you know, what am I gonna say more than I just love these shows? <laughs> yeah, let us know in the comments. Let us know what if you agree, disagree, what some of your favorites were. And uh, again, as always, thanks for watching. Uh, on behalf of Ike Eisenman and myself, this has been Pop Culture Retro. And remember subscribe, hit that like button, subscribe, and also turn on notifications for when we get uh, new episodes. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Pop Culture Retro, where no one was
was hurt during the making of this podcast.